So I got done watching Demon Slayer season two a couple of hours ago when it first released. And safe to say that this was a really, really good season. I know a lot of people were upset about, I guess not really upset, but they, since most people ended up watching the movie of the train arc, um, people didn't really want the remake like into a series or into this season since it was already made into a movie and people just kind of wanted to get right into the series so they can start fresh. But the first episode was definitely different. And I talked about it when I talked about Demon Slayer, but yeah, like it was worth watching the first episode because it was definitely different. And you got to know a little bit about what was going on before they got to the train and stuff like that. So I thought it was a cool addition to like the movie. Now, there are some people who didn't see, probably a lot or a handful, that didn't watch the Mugen Train movie. And if you really think about it, like realistically, this is probably the most action-packed season then regarding there's only two seasons, right? The first season and then this season. But yeah, this one was definitely action-packed compared to the previous season like the previous season is kind of world building the and then the character developments and you're going through a journey of what's going on and trying to understand the world and then in season two you're still trying to understand like certain things about the world and how certain demon powers and the hashiras and the upper moons and stuff like that but you learned a little bit about them in the previous season so yeah the season really is actually chaotic if even if they did kind of like put what happened in the movie because it's still part of this season. So the fact that all of of what happened in this season, it's just kind of crazy to think about. Now, Ufotable has always liked the animation behind this series has always been very good since I think on everything that they've ever worked on animation wise has always been good. The first time that I heard about this animation company was when I ended up watching Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. And it took me a while to watch that series simply because I was like kind of skeptical about different like new anime that really wasn't mainstream back then when I started watching anime. And I was watching stuff like Sword Art Online, Attack on Titan, like things that were more popular. So yeah, I ended up finding that company through the Fate series and then I ended up checking out other stuff that they have animated and story-wise, there wasn't a lot of good series that I enjoyed that they animated. Not, the Fate series was one of them that I actually did love, but there was another one based off a video game or something, Tales of Bisteria, I think. I didn't really enjoy that, but regardless, everything that they have worked on, I think there was a, another show actually called souls or demon souls or no not demon souls um i don't know it's something to do with souls or something maybe i'm confusing it but I, I know they've worked on plenty of series and i didn't really like any of them besides the fate series and then comes out demon slayer and i ended up enjoying this as well so and the reason i'm talking about like the company who animated this and stuff i've heard different perspectives on this but a lot of people have said or different people, I don't know, compared to like the majority of people who watch it is probably OK. But it, it's kind of complicated because it's hard to know unless you ask the question to everybody. But it has been going around as saying that if the animation wasn't as good, that 
this series wouldn't be as popular as it is today or people wouldn't really want to watch it right like there's a difference between being popular and then being good because i think that this story still could have been good even without like the crazy animation though given the circumstances of how much like fighting goes on in this show it it does beg the question that the animation does need to be like crazy good but then again like there's shows that are not to this level that are still watchable and not even bad by any means right like you've seen my hero my hero academia which does really good fights like whenever there's fight scenes going on they do really well like i think the studio behind that is studio bones and then there's like the one punch man series the first season did pretty good the second season was okay right like it i think that even if the one punch man season two whoever like the animators were in that series even if they animated this one i think it would have been perfectly fine because the story does hold its weight on its own personally i think there's a lot of like caring and empathy in this show like within the characters and they each have like their own personalities and i don't know like it, the story is not too in-depth at least now like attack on titan i think and there's a lot of other shows that are not based on fighting but they have their moments but they're more story heavy which demon slayer seems to be in the middle of both right like it has that story aspect of it and then it has the fighting aspect of it which it seems to be split even because there's some series that are like heavily weigh in on a lot of fighting or a lot of talking and i think this one balances it out perfectly but it's hard to say if it would be as popular or as mainstream if it wasn't for the animation because even the fate series is very like animated very well but that one i feel like it has a lot more talking than this one does which a lot of people probably don't enjoy and i still would say that it's very popular but i don't think it's at the level of demon slayer so maybe that proves the point that animation doesn't matter too much if they don't enjoy the story or maybe the story has to be more simplistic because the fate series can get a little bit more complicated onto what's going on if you're not aware of what these characters are able to do or what the story is and there's like a starting point at which you have to watch from the beginning that it has to do with fate zero fate stay night unlimited blade works and there's two fate stay night unlimited blade works so it gets a little bit confusing for a lot of people so that might be another reason why it didn't get as popular but i still wouldn't say that it's like not popular by any means because it's still a good series and you know it did very well when it came out like in theaters for the heaven feels movies but still i think that this series would do well and it's kind of hard to know if what state it would be in if it was a different company company animated in it. That's not to say that the animation would be worse, right? It just depends on the other companies that would pick it up because there's I forgot what company it is. The one that's working on Attack on Titan right now and the one that did Jujutsu Kaisen. They're really good companies, especially if they're not rushed. They can do animation very well. I mean you a lot of people love the way Jujutsu Kaisen look and Attack on Titan, you know, looks pretty good, too. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's pretty good. I know Mad Cats, I think, or Madhouse. It's another studio that can do very good as well. Like they did One Punch Man. They did God of High School. I think they did that one. I'm not 
entirely sure if they did, but they did a lot of other stuff as well. But regardless, like I said, the animation is doing it now, you foldable. So we'll never know. I'm just glad that it looks as beautiful as it does. I think it will still be an enjoyable experience, even if it wasn't. But it's actually crazy to think that it looks way better than what it did in the movies. Right. I remember when the movie came out and I was like, damn, like this is you can tell this is a movie quality um, like experience to be in the theaters and to be this level of quality. I remember when it got leaked on the PlayStation and people had already watched it. Myself was not going to watch it. At first, like I was debating because I had it on there and then a lot of people had already downloaded it and stuff. But anyways, like it, it was still very good. Like the season was way better, especially the last half when it comes to animation was way better than the movie. And that's crazy, right? Like the amount of budget, like there's a meme. There's always been a meme since the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. They used to call it like Fate Stay Night Unlimited Budgets. <laughs> Because they've always been able to produce like quality animation when it comes to the things that really matter. And even when stuff in the background is not even as important, it will look so realistic in everything that they, they would do. So I don't know how much budget they put into this series, but it looked way better than the movie. So that's just kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, overall, like the animation of Everything that was going on, it was fluid. The art style at certain points was very impactful and very immersive. Like whenever you felt something, you saw the way that it was drawn and the way that it was animated and the subtle subtlety in like their eye expressions or their mouth expressions, like the emotions that they're going through, the fears that they're going through, like all of those things were really shown throughout the expressions of the animation whenever they had like something going on with their face or with their movement and I thought it was a really good experience and especially whenever the fights were going on like it was just eye candy to watch now I'm gonna get more into spoilers but other than that it was definitely an enjoyable experience I can't wait till season three um all I hear is the show keeps getting better and better the people who have read the manga and it's already over. It's been over for a while. So we're definitely going to get it ending eventually, but it's going to take a while to get there. I mean, look how Attack on Titan did. But it seems to be that Demon Slayer is progressing a lot faster than Attack on Titan. But Attack on Titan now we're in the final season and it was still worth the wait because the story is just crazy good. Crazy, crazy good. But yeah, I'm going to get into a little bit of spoiler, certain things that I want to talk about. But before I get there, um, talk about like the music and the voice actors, every single voice actor in here. Like, I don't know, maybe most animes, all the voice acting is always on par, but a lot of it what makes Demon Slayer good is the voice acting. Personally, like there's nothing wrong with the English dub. I know I watched season one and dub like I watched it in sub and dub. Usually I rewatch things twice if they have an alternative dub. But like, it's not that the voice acting is bad. I don't know what it is, e even though some people say that the original Japanese, you know, dub is over exaggerated whenever they're yelling, whenever they're screaming. It just feels more impactful and more realistic to me than when I hear the English dub that whenever there's certain moments that they're going to express, it doesn't feel as realistic. The only there's been a few animes 
that have done really well with the English dub that actually makes you feel something. And even the characters from like some Dragon Ball Z characters, whenever they're screaming, like that really feels impactful for whatever reason in the English dub. Like whenever they're hurt, whenever they're going Super Saiyan and stuff like that, and whenever they're angry, the way that they're talking, like it feels emotional in what they're saying and how they're expressing it. But when it comes to like a lot of other animes, when it comes to the English dub, it doesn't feel feel as impactful, I guess. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that's just kind of the way I feel, right? Because it's an important thing to sort of be able to feel a certain way whenever certain scenes are being shown to you and the way that they're talking. Like dialogue is a very important thing whenever it comes to anime because it makes things a lot more immersive. So... I guess I don't know if the level is there for a lot of voice actors or they're just not picking the right voice actors because it's like it can get very expensive to hire like high level voice acting like actors and it's just cheaper and it's better overall actually to just get someone else who is new to the industry probably like there's probably a lot of stuff that happens right maybe just the language barrier like the differences in the words that are being said doesn't really translate very well to english that could be another like big reason as to why things are the way that they are when it comes to that nonetheless like i said i still end up watching it in both whenever the dub version comes out of demon slayer for this season two i'm going to be re-watching it just you know to enjoy it again but also you know try to give these voice actors a listen to right because i still enjoy it right there might be some things that i've translated differently into dub and said things differently and sometimes you can feel a certain way or a scene can completely be different than what you thought it was whenever you were reading or maybe i would have missed certain stuff because it is easier to pay attention whenever you can actually understand what is being said and you have a better look at the animation instead of like trying to look at the text while simultaneously looking at what's going on when people are fighting and stuff like that so there's a lot of things that could be missed i mean granted i could just re-watch the sub again and catch up on details that i may have missed but you know i just like it feels different right i like watching the dub as well just to feel the difference compared to like the original i don't think there's like a bad or a wrong way to watch the anime it's just a matter of different perspectives you know some people are not going to be able to fully read the titles while trying to enjoy the anime experience so that's why that's there and it's obviously popular or else they wouldn't do it anyways so i'm glad that that exists like an alternative way for people to be able to enjoy like the things that they want to enjoy so yeah that's perfectly you know understandable so anyways yeah the music was also good like music is definitely something that makes the scenes more impactful if something was in place in the proper ways or the music was just horrible it would literally take away from the experience of what is going on in certain scenes so that's definitely a good thing that the music was definitely on par with the rest of the season as well like the previous season from before it like i thought it does a really good job whenever they do that but overall definitely solid in sound and animation music voice acting which has to do with you know sound as well 
but that's really all I have to say about the non-spoilers. Definitely worth watching. Definitely an enjoyable experience. I think the story is definitely entertaining and it makes you want to know in what direction it's going to go. Like, is Nezuko ever going to like become a human again? Are there ever actually going to beat Muzan or like, will Tanjiro ever become a Hashira? Will that happen between like, only him or will like Tsunetsu and Inosuke also become one or does anyone else die that's very important besides Rengoku like are more Hashiras going to die um are any of the three main protagonists going to die like what is going to happen when it comes to this and you know more about like the what was talked about at the beginning of the season about the blue flower the spider lily in this season two like is that going to play more of a bigger role later on as they discover more about it and we learn more about it? You know, are they ever going to like explain what's going on with Nezuko? Is she going to ever be able to talk? Like just a lot of different things that could change in certain things that we may learn as the season progresses. So we're just going to have to wait for season three or some of us are probably going to like skim through the manga just to see what happened. But I'm excited for all of that nonetheless to see what direction it's going to go, what things are going to be discovered, who is that person that Musan is scared of, right? Like, obviously, he wants to get rid of Tanjiro. Like, was Tanjiro targeted simply because of the earrings and being able to know about, like, the fire-breathing techniques as we learned in this season? But, yeah, there's just a lot of questions. And even with his scar on top of his head, like, something that, I think they said Demon Slayer Mark or something whenever Rengoku's dad was talking about it. Not exactly sure about it, but I think it's going to play more of a role later on. We're obviously going to learn more about it, but I'm going to get into spoilers before I end completely. So yeah, if you haven't watched the last episode or any of the episodes, I recommend that you watch it unless you don't really care about spoilers. Then you stick around and keep listening to the rest. So honestly, mainly what I want to talk about is the last few episodes not because nothing happened exciting like in the first part like a lot of good stuff happened which i'll get into later hopefully if i remember because i tend to forget a lot of stuff but well when i'm in the moment talking about things but while it's fresh on my mind i would do want to talk about the last part of the series um i really like it's it has nothing to do with the animation and like just basic like story but I did really love the past two episodes because of the connection that Tanjiro kind of understood about the luck factor that he's in a situation to where he is not a demon and his sister's a demon. But whenever he's fighting Daki and her brother, they're both demons, you know, and under different circumstances. Tanjiro and Nezuko could have been in the same situation and he sort of understands and sees that perspective and knowing that it's not their fault but they have each other and if he was in that situation he would literally do the exact same thing to protect his sister right but he would hope that the Hashiras or any anyone from the Demon Slayer corpse would behead him because you know whatever happens for whatever reason I think the only reason Nesuko didn't really like turn bad or eat humans and stuff like that is simply because of the fact that she had her brother there to be able to stop her, to be able to control her. And then eventually she'd be able to like just kind of came to her senses in a sense to understand that, you know, this is her brother. She cares about him. He cares about her. And obviously what 
the teacher did at the very beginning to say that, you know, humans are friends or whatever. We do see Nezuko kind of close to eating a human whenever she went into like her demon form, which was very badass. But yeah, overall, like I really love the fact that it kind of showcases that, which is what I really love about the series is how empathetic Tanjiro is and is able to put like these situations and sort of understand and see a perspective that is not his own. And knowing that at the end of the day, like even though these demons are bad and they've done a lot of stuff at the end of the day, even if they can not be forgiven, he knows that it wasn't their fault because at one point there were human, at least for the most part, most of them were right. Like most of them were good people under bad circumstances, but they, they were humans at one point. And once they become demon, they didn't really have that support system that Nezuko has Tanjiro to help them not consume humans right like you thought that was the only way for them to survive but Nezuko's living proof that you don't need to consume human blood to even be powerful or even live because she is the exception to the rule obviously maybe no one has ever tried to do what Nezuko does except for that lady I would assume I, I think she eats some blood bags or something the one that he's given blood to like the Hashira blood to you know develop some stuff but other than that most demons end up going down a dark path. And I think, you know, it has to do with Muzan being able to kind of control them or stuff like that and be able to see and read into their minds because they're connected by his blood. But it also begs the question as to how did Muzan become a demon or was he always a demon? What happened between that? Like, and then from there, how did he know? Unless he was always a demon, right? But if he wasn't a demon, was there another demon for for him was this scientifically made by something some scientist a doctor and how did he know he was and if that's true how was he able to pass like his blood into other well i guess it's like the zombies almost right like if you're infected and then you infect someone else maybe something like that i, I don't know right there could be a lot of different ways maybe he's just always been a demon and he was had that power but very interesting nonetheless like i said that's something that I loved about these two last episodes and it really showed Daki and her brother um, from their past and their memories of how they were and the unfortunate circumstances and situation that they were in. And it's understandable why they did what he did because they were just trying to survive. Right. And no one would help them. And, and all, like everything just makes sense. And even Tanjiro is able to understand that at the end of the day they have each other even though they're not going to forgive them and we as the audience know that they have done terrible things but at the same time under the circumstances that they were given you still feel a little bit bad for them depending on who you're right like some people are not going to give a shit and they're just going to be like yeah sir if you're right fuck you doesn't give you the right to do this or to do that and that's understandable too right like that's the beauty about interpretation of how like different stories are interpreted by different people and that's what makes like something so beautiful but that's an aspect that i really enjoy and really like the way that demon slayer kind of does that which is why i don't really care if the animation was even good i probably would still most likely enjoy this story just for for that specific part of how tanjiro comes to an understanding right and then even inosuke and zenetsu have like their own personalities you know nesco being like the no like all aim no brain right he just goes in there brute 
muscle, not thinking about the situation and just purely acting on instincts. Zenetsu is just always scared. I think he's just not able to kind of comprehend how powerful he really is. So he ends up going into like this deep sleep to where his body takes over subconsciously, even though I'm pretty sure he has the, the potential to be that powerful when he's awake, but he just doesn't believe in himself. So it's kind of like you being in the zone in the moments and a lot of the times you're not thinking so you're able to do a lot of crazy stuff that you thought was impossible i feel like that's the same scenario and that's he just doesn't really believe in himself so it's kind of hard for him to understand that he's actually very powerful so yeah just a lot of stuff in general that i really enjoyed and that's why i wanted to you know talk about these last two episodes in terms of like story right so i'm glad that we did get that type of explanation and i'm glad that even it's not always for all demons sometimes a lot of demons we do get their story which i do personally enjoy but i'm glad that we got that story between doc and her brother and it was wholesome but it's also kind of fucked up that you know she basically followed him to hell right because he knew and accepted that he was always going to be a demon and he regretted his choices of like bringing her towards him in the sense that he was always like taking action and fighting against what he thought was wrong but to an extreme while she could have just been well off and married and never had to experience what she went through but because of how he was it kind of like impacted a lot of her views and the way that she sees things but then at the same time she was just protecting herself right so there's many different ways to look at it but that is one thing that he kind of regrets that he just wanted better for her sister, which is why you kind of, the way I understood is, is why you see like the darkness and then the light, because she still has a chance to be able to basically go to heaven and her brother go to hell. But no matter what, her sister's just going to follow him through the end of time, even if it's through a dark path, because they'll always have each other. And I thought that was like a really beautiful thing at the same time being so messed up because they're basically going into the darkness. But yeah, it made me tear up a little bit, right? Like these relationships that they go through in this bad circumstances that they've just been dealt in life kind of sucks. But it's one of the things that I love about Demon Slayer a lot, actually. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, which I guess they're going to explain more as the show progresses, but... We see, like, I always thought it was an animation error or an artistic error, like where they messed up the drawing or something. But Tanjiro's scar has been changing and being different throughout, like, different episodes. And I thought it was just kind of like one of those details to where they miss, like, drawn it, like, miss correct incorrectly. But they explained a little bit about it and the episode where he was fighting with Daki and he was kind of having flashbacks but we're seeing like Rengoku's dad writing down about the mark or a demon slayer mark or something and I'm wondering how that comes into play with Tanjiro because he was even talking about it being a burnt mark but we also see that his dad actually does have a scar on this head. So maybe Tanjiro, it's like maybe it's some kind of bloodline thing, right? And those users are able to have the ability to 
either get more powerful or it has something to do with the fire breathing thing or maybe it doesn't have to do with the fire breathing technique stuff but i'm curious what i'm curious about because i'm pretty sure they're going to tell us but i'm wondering if what because there was two two states to where tanjiro looked different right and this mark on his head kind of changed and made him more powerful and stronger but i'm confused if the part where he was fighting Daki was he was that part of this the mark on his head that made him more powerful or he was just not breathing because i know whenever you slow down your breathing basically you're able to make like stronger attacks and stuff like that and he was like basically having a fever and things or was that just that or was that part of the the, the mark on his head that made him more powerful because then there's also the instance to where his hair color changed, his scar changed, his eyes changed whenever he cut the head off Daki's brother. And right there, they even zoomed in a little bit and what his face looked like. And he looked completely different than previously, even when he was fighting Daki. So I'm wondering if that was the awakening of his mark or has something to do with his mark, and which is one of the reasons why he was actually able to slice through his head. Or was it just the same thing and it was kind of the unlocking when he was fighting Daki that that was kind of the beginning stages of it. I'm not sure how this scar works. He explained a little bit about it, Rengoku's father, during like the brief scene to where Tanjiro was fighting and not breathing and stuff like that. But I'm curious to know a little bit more about it and see if that has anything to do with like the flame techniques and stuff like that, the, the Himikami dance. Or if that's just something that's learned by a certain bloodline, like Tanjiro's father and whatever. And what's interesting about like this season is it did explain more that that fire breathing technique is basic. From what I understood, it's basically the sun, which is why any demon has trouble regenerating when they get hit by it, because it's basically the sun. But the other interesting aspect of it is that all the other breathing techniques are basically copycats or versions of sections that came from the original breathing technique, which is the fire one, not the fire one, but whatever the Himakami one is, like the fire, the one Rengoku had, the water that Tanjiro currently has, like the sound from the Hashira Uzi, like all of these breathings come from the very original one, like this main one, from my understanding, I assume that Tanjiro will be able to do or has the ability to do all these other techniques as well. Or maybe they all have the ability to do that. I don't know. But knowing, I think only a few select people know how to do the one that Tanjiro knows how to do, which his father probably knew. But I'm interested to know more about that side of the story, to know where it comes from, how it became to be, what is like, how did the other ones kind of developed? And if it correlates to anything with the mark that's on Tanjiro's head, like stuff like that is a little bit of what I need an explanation of to kind of kind of understand a little bit about it. So that is probably the only thing that I'm a little bit confused about is it basically. So, yeah, other than that, I mean, that's something that I want to know, and I'm pretty sure they're going to touch up on everything. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, but, you know, it still leaves you wondering what 
it has to do with everything else in Tanjiro's past. And if everything kind of connects and that's why Muzan wanted to kill Tanjiro's family in him since the very beginning, or was it just a random coincidence? I mean, those earrings obviously represent something that Muzan has obviously seen in the past or fought someone in the past with those earrings. Maybe they've been passed down like from generation, like, you know, to Tanjiro because the flashback that he showed with his father saying to make sure you pass these down in the family so i'm assuming it has something to do with that which is why he was targeted and why he wants tanjiro and that's good to be eliminated basically because he fears him or something might have happened in the past that we're not getting a full picture of and i don't think the vision that we saw whenever Daki was fighting tanjiro and Muzan was kind of scared because of the memories that she has from him. I don't think that was Tanjiro's father. A lot of people were saying that that was his father, but it looks nothing like him because of how like th thick he is, right? Um, Tanjiro's father was very skinny and I would assume it's probably because of the, the sickness that Tanjiro's father had, but still, I don't know. The shape of the body just looks kind of different. The hair looks similar, obviously like the long hair, the red hair. I don't know if that has anything to do with that. But I'm kind of interested, right? Like maybe it could be his father, but I don't know. As far as Dave said, it's been a hundred years since anyone has defeated uh, an upper moon or whatever. So his father fits that timeline. So I don't think that they've ever fought against Muzan or anything. So it has to be way before Tanjiro's father, right? Like maybe from the very beginning or something. I'm not entirely sure, but hopefully they dive deeper into that season three, or maybe it's going to be in a later season down the line. But I guess it's something we're going to have to wait for to find out. But I guess now we're two Hashiros down. Uzi is basically going to retire. We don't have Rengoku, but Uzi basically sees Tanjiro to have the potential to be a Hashira in the future so we'll see how these things go and obviously the other Hashiras are pretty nasty when it comes to fighting so I don't know if they're they need more right I guess the problem that they have is being able to locate these upper rank demons which I don't know why they're hiding and not fighting the Hashiras I guess they're scared of them because if the Hashiras have been looking for these upper rank demons, obviously Muzan is scared, right? He's been hiding a lot. They don't want him to know where he's at. And there has to be a reason why he's hiding. I mean, then again, was he the one that killed Tanjiro's family personally? That if if he did, that just makes it seem like beneath him. So it makes me wonder that maybe it did have something to do with that bloodline and the fact that Tanjiro does know the Himikami stuff. And yeah, like it's just all interesting, but I feel like everything's going to be able to connect at the end of the series, which we don't know when that's going to happen. We're getting a season three that's already confirmed. But by the time everything is wrapped up, it's probably going to be a while. We're going to be waiting like Attack on Titan, but there's probably going to be more seasons like maybe one next year and then another for wait one year in between. It's not going to be like four year wait between seasons, which still was worth it for Attack on Titan. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. So anyways, I had a good time with this series. Definitely an enjoyable season thus far. Um, amazing quality wise voice acting story. I loved everything about it, right? Like it's good. So I'm excited for more. But anyways, that's all I wanted to talk about. Just give a little bit of my thoughts 
overall about season two. Hopefully you enjoyed this season as much as I did. The next series or anime that I'm going to be talking about once it's over is going to be Attack on Titan because it's a lot of crazy stuff is going on on Attack on Titan right now. And I'm definitely excited to see how it's going to end. I kind of wanted to talk about today's episode. Like there's so much I want to talk about when it comes to Attack on Titan, but I just kind of want to wait until it's completely over just to finally finally give my thoughts but there's so much depth into attack on titan that everything comes full circle and kind of connects and it's kind of crazy but anyways demon slayer season two was amazing so thanks for listening to this podcast episode and i'll talk to you the next time i talk about something or review something so anyways have a lovely rest of your night or day i appreciate you be safe take care of yourself and i'll see you on the next one